This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. The Wednesday week. It's like catching up in the pub after the match. With people you don't like. Good evening, everybody. I hope you're feeling cheerful. Uh, We're recording on Thursday night and the music in the background might suggest that we've taken leave of our senses slightly, Um, but in the absence of any real football to talk about, this is the managerial merry-go-round on the Wednesday week. Um, So we're going to talk about an awful lot that has happened at our wonderful club, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, in the last week or so. And it hasn't really been stuff that's been going on on the pitch. So we're going to dip into the managerial merry-go-round. We're going to uh, wait for the queue to subside. We're going to pick whatever we want to ride on. Um, that sounds a bit strange. Um, Victoria, you are here with us. What do you like to ride on when you're getting on the merry-go-round? <laughs> <laughs> How did I know? Do you know what, right? I've had a lovely summer with none of you lot. I had fudge stay for a few nights. That was all a bit weird. And now I'm getting asked what I want to ride. It's sexism at its finest. Welcome to the Wednesday week. Uh, and in answer to that, I'd like a unicorn. Perfect. A unicorn that shits diamonds uh, without doubt. So uh, we'll see what we can rustle up for you between now and the end of the podcast, Victoria. Uh, welcome back. It is good. It's good that you're back. One of the originals, one of the old school. Um, but you know what? As good as you are... We've got some uh, some newcomers who uh, have pretty much done holding the fort down uh, in your absence, and uh, I, you know I think you'll find they'll they've got a, a challenge for you in terms of, certainly in terms of the sex appeal. Um, isn't that right, Monty? Dangerous, Dave. How you doing? I'm very well, Eddie. Yourself? Yeah, excellent. Very good. Good. Good to be back at it. It's been a bit of a funny week, hasn't it? With no uh, no Wednesday to cheer on. Just a, a, the first international break of the season. How are you dealing with the lack of club football this week? Um, it really makes you realise how much you miss it, doesn't it? Yeah, you, you get the odd international game and you realise just how bad international football is. And you're thinking, yep, yeah, I'd take those horrible one 0 wins over Luton over any of this international dross. <laughs> And, and very quickly, merry-go-round, what is your steed of choice? Uh, I am, with young child, stood next to it to make sure they don't fall off. Health and safety first, very important. Um, and last but not least, we also have, um, not a newcomer to the Wednesday week, but uh, coming back for, I think, is this your third visit to the show, Ash? 
It is, it is, Eddie. Yeah, I must, uh, I must be doing something right. I think. For for those of us who um who have missed your appearances or forgotten the consistent, I mean, we talk about managerial merry-go-round. What about the bloody Wednesday week uh, podcasters merry-go-round? Um, how do you find yourself on this podcast, Ash? Um, I <laughs> by accident. <laughs> I I think I think uh, I was referred Same. to as the uh, I think I was referred to as um, the uh, Big Dave of the podcast. Obviously, there's someone who comes off the bench and uh, makes a massive impact. <laughs> so, no, I tell you what, not not uh, not made it too difficult for yourself now. No uh, no expectations nope. too high. Perfect. No no. <laughs> uh, Wonderful. So there you go. We have uh, three absolute uh, prime fillies. Uh, no, that's not right. There's only one filly here. Uh, we got some 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 studs. I, I, this horse racing metaphor is not going to stretch. Um, I'm Eddie, and I'm definitely Look, ready for like, the Knackers Yard. This is like just hashtag me too as a podcast. This is horrendous. <laughs> I'm not. Be, I'm not being like. I'm not being Weinstein. years. <laughs> <laughs> I would be judging you so badly. It's such a good job. I've known you for like two thirds of my life. Hashtag accidental partridge. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, so right, let's let's put let's put all talk of studs and fillies to bed. Um, as we do, it is the managerial merry-go-round. It's a metaphor that quite clearly doesn't stretch and probably gets me into trouble with the law. Um, so without further ado, let's actually get into the meat and bones of it. So um, there's been no football. Uh, usually that means a really fallow week for Wednesday fans. Uh, maybe the prospect of a couple of our players playing international football. However, we've had quite an exciting and interesting week because uh, it, it became clear, I think, when the international break started, um, Dayfan Chansiri got aboard the uh, the Tudor jet and headed back home and he had one important job to do and that was, uh, I'm sure Lee Bullen knew that this was coming, relieve Lee of his duties once more and get another permanent manager in at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, before we talk about the denouement, before we talk about how everything ended, uh, let's talk about how it started. Because for months, of course, since Steve Bruce left, there were names in the frame. Um, and I think most Wednesday fans were uh, enthused about some, despairing about others. But it kind of got thrown into sharp focus uh, a little bit at the, the start of the week when uh, rumours started coming out about... Uh, the Cowley brothers, the famous Cowley brothers of Lincoln. Um, and there were a few wicked whispers talking about their potential arrival at the club. And I think things got to quite an advanced stage because the rumours could not be kept inside the uh, the, hall, the the hallowed halls of Hillsborough. Um, Dave, uh, you know, let's think back kind of seven days. We were talking about the Cowleys already. What was your view on whether that was the right decision to go, uh, right direction to go in rather for Sheffield Wednesday? I think, well, at the time, going back over the last seven days, as it has always been there or thereabouts, the Cowlers sort of 20 to 1, all the way through the the betting as, as the, the vacancy has been there. But as it gathered up momentum, um, I was quite excited by it. It's one of those names that was so different to 
the fear, the coolest, uh, another one. We're getting back on the merry-go-round again. One of these old names, last payday, which was, I think, most Wednesday fans' concerns that we were going to get another also ran who wasn't going to be a change in direction or a way forward. So when the Cowleys were there and they were starting to gather momentum, it, it was exciting. But I think the concern with it is looking at it now, how it's played out, and I'm sure we'll get onto it more, can't help but think we were being played um, to try and, well, maybe by the Cowboys agents, to get better circumstances for them for the Huddersfield job. And we've ended where we are now, so the Cowley thing was exciting. The Monk thing, maybe by direct comparison, maybe not so, but given the fact of what it could have been in terms of a Pulis or something like that, maybe it falls bang in the middle. And I'm trying desperately, I'll keep looking for my positive hat, it's here somewhere, um, and maybe Monk will be a good thing. Yeah, so Ash, you know, if we're talking about you know Danny Cowley coming in, um, this was a, you know a relatively big fish in a small pond. You know, he, the, the the name of the Cowleys had really been burnished by their exploits at Lincoln. Um, were you, you know, it, it, we'll, we'll throw it into perspective given where we've ended up with Gary Monk, but all things being equal. Did you feel positive about the idea of um, giving a, you know an unproven management team at this level um, a chance to take that next step, rather than looking at managers or coaches who have uh, who have a proven track record? Of, you know, however you see that track record, whether positive, or positive or negative, um, in the championship, you know. Again, going back seven days before we get to the present day and where we are now, did you feel like this was a high risk, low risk move from the club? And and you know, how did you see it panning out? Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> when uh, a few weeks ago on the on the podcast, I think I did drop the name uh, the Cowleys that were ones that I I would happily see at Hillsborough. Um, it would have been a a, a high risk manoeuvre by Wednesday, I think, because obviously we all know that on about merry-go-rounds, keeping the theme, but the usual manager merry-go-rounds are the usual suspects. And some of the names, obviously, uh, uh, i.e. Pulis uh, and such like, that, that's been banded around. And when the Cowleys were mentioned, I was really excited. I mean, you can't deny what they've done at Lincoln, uh, albeit, yes, a much, much smaller club. Uh, in lower league but everyone starts somewhere and there's always going to be someone to give them a chance now they went from non-league obviously league two up to league one and even the start of this season uh, until obviously the defeat in the last last weekend they were they were up up there as well in league one so for them to come to Wednesday I I was uh, quite excited Um, and I know I think the Wednesday fans will be uh, 50-50 in the in the usual of unproven. We don't know what they're like in the championship against someone who knows, been there, done that, but is the same sort of manager that bands around every job. So for me, I, I was well up for um, seeing the Cowleys on the touchline at Hillsborough. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, we it's clear that advanced discussions were held. Um, you know, that much was leaking out of the club. Um, I think we all... Have people that we talk to who you know we trust who um, are maybe one step closer to the club than than we necessarily are. Um, 
Vic, the, the, you know, the word that came out of the club that those uh, those discussions were quite amicable, but um, I think it's fair to say that the Cowleys were demanding, uh, you know, a lot of control over what their role would be, or certainly assurances that they would be able to, um, you know, exert top to bottom control of the club um, without worrying necessarily about being overruled from the top and you know you know and I know we all know about how Dayfon Chancery does business um do you think that was probably the thing that 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 brought the entire deal crashing down or do you feel that maybe Wednesday have have made a decision for a different reason um I do you know what it's an interesting one isn't it we've talked about you know this merry-go-round these journeymen and flashback six months ago for example or eight months ago, however long ago it is now. God, it feels, well, it's nearly a year, isn't it? When, obviously, we announced Mr. whatever his name was, uh, whenever he got back off holiday, and he was one of those names that's been on the merry-go-round, and we all kind of went, yeah, yeah, do you know what? I can see him doing a job for us. We've done that with strikers, we've done that with midfielders, you know. You look back to Dion Burton, you look back to, oh, Graham Coughlin. There's so many people that you thought, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, I can see them at Wednesday. And we did that with the, uh, whatever his face is, him who wears like, black and white stripes now. He who um, shall not be named. Time, yeah, look, whatever it is, I don't know. Um, but Beetle for me, juice. the Cowleys were such a big risk for Mr. Chancery. Like, he's taken risks, and it's, it's literally backfired on him pretty much every time he's done it. You know, you look at Jordan Rhodes, you look at like he who shall not be named you look at a few other people that he's taken the risk he's taken what fans have said and he's gone for it and it hasn't worked and i think the cowleys were way too big of a risk for a club like sheffield wednesday i think i mean huddersfield don't get me wrong huge risk absolutely insane risk um <laughs> but i do think that they are completely unproven you know craig denton's just left works up town this week bring him in it's just it's just one of those decisions that it could either go really, really, really well, or it could be horrific. And we are Sheffield Wednesday. It would have been horrific. Um, as for who we've brought in, yeah, fine. You know, I'm about so, as proven as a as a manager at his level. Um, I, but there's not a lot to choose from, is there? There's not a lot out there at the moment. And I think maybe the timing was um, was something that informed the decision that we finally made. Yeah, Dave. I, I Dave, would think, you say I think it was a risk? Oh, definitely. I mean, Dave, would you say that um, contributing to the decision that Dave Fonchancieri made was the fact that he's had his fingers burnt so many times with um, you know advisors with. Uh, the whole debacle with Doyen Sports, you know, all all these things that he kind of, the, the people that he got in to advise him before he felt like he had a good handle on English football and a good handle on what he wanted to achieve out of the club. Do you feel that right now, he's now at the point where he's like, well, actually, I don't, don't give a stuff about what you want as a manager. I'm paying you to coach the side. Um, I'm going to make strategic decisions for this club and I feel like I've earned my stripes and that I can do it. I think so, yeah. yeah you've got to be spot on there, to be honest, Eddie. You've, he's been in business, albeit different businesses, for a long time. And I don't doubt that when he started tweaking 
tuna out the sea and selling it to people he made mistakes and took <laughs> advice and he's now he's not getting to the stage of being a time served chairman and owner compared to, to some people but you think about you know even teams like Leeds have gone through changes in uh, in ownership and obviously all the horrendous things that are happening over over the Pennines with some of the smaller clubs so he's he's there and his his mentality is right is he's been inexperienced in this world and like you say he's had his fingers burnt but he's learning from it which is all you could really ask of him he's had bad advice um speaking of he who should not be named I think that has solid both possibly his point of view and certainly the fans' point of view for another manager of the same generation era uh, experience, but he doesn't want the, the unproven as well. So perhaps it's, it's just he's taken all this, all his circumstances, all his learning, and he's trying to pick something sort of in the middle, somebody that's got experience in Britain in, in managing at Premier League and the Championship level. Therefore, discounting a risk like we had with Luke, okay? um, learn not to have somebody too old and in it for a payday or in it for stepping on immediately as you should have been named, but also had the mm-hmm. chat, had the conversation with the Cowleys. Um, but you know, risk, risk assessed it and gone, nah, it's just too far gone. And he's found somebody that meets a lot of the criteria, was available, which is going to save him some money as well. Um, and if we're going to continue to push forward with financial fair play, profit and sustainability, you've got to start making sensible decisions across the board. And if you've got a manager that meets a lot of criteria, should show that you've learned your lessons, then hopefully um, it could be it could be a sensible appointment. When you think about it, when you take that step back, it's not the sort of name that's going to get your dick busy, but it's maybe the right manager appointment <laughs> for Wednesday at this time and for Chancery at this time. Yeah, I, I, I think it's... Um... I think the the best thing you can say, I'm not the best thing you can say, but certainly in terms of the way that the the, the news was received when we got that notification, there's a press conference announced at Hillsborough, um, you know, for, was it Friday morning? Uh, I think amongst the fan base, it was a uh, a lukewarm welcome at at best because I think. The Wednesday fans had kind of got on to on board with the idea that we were going to go in a high risk but adventurous direction with um, with a name in Danny Cowley that was very very trendy, a kind of quite a hipster pick, um, and then we've kind of gone back in the opposite direction a little bit. Um, one of the I, I think probably comes down to familiarity because when you look at it. Uh, Danny Cowley and Gary Monk are exactly the same age. Um, Ash, you know, now, so we've got Gary Monk. It's happening. He is our new coach. Uh, do you feel that, that uh, other than the kind of surprise factor and the idea that we were going to go with this idea of, of, you know, giving the hot new sexy coach uh, a bigger stage to play on and what we've ended up with is a guy who's basically been doing the same sort of job at clubs of Wednesday's size for the last five jobs that he's had. Um, is that a bad thing, really? You know, that we have got this kind of safe pair of hands methodology. Uh, you know, what what are your first impressions in terms of what Gary Monk can bring? And, and how did you feel when that press conference announced that it, it wasn't Danny Cowley, but Gary Monk that was going to take over? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna say. I mean, 
he's been out of work. Obviously, when he who shall not be named left, he was out of work. So I, I feel, I think we all know he's not first, second, or third, fourth choice. Um, I think that um, he's. I feel he's he's only got the job because of his circumstances. I think I think like Dave said, we, he was he was available. He's probably cost very little, if anything, and he's um, he's got lucky with the job. That's my personal personal uh, point on it I mean is um, but I will back him I'm not one of these that obviously I'll always back the manager apart from that Tashi I'll not say the next word but you, you know you know what I mean um, but yeah I, he's, he's got he's got to be the right man he's got to be that's how we've got to look at it now forward um, he's, he's got to be the right man um, it wasn't like say I, I, I would have rather have seen the Cowleys um, but obviously that ship sailed, and we'll f- we'll find out how really good they are on Sunday, won't we? But um, yeah, he's got my full backing. Um, looking at his record, it's not a bad win percentage he's got. It's not horrific. So we we, we go on, don't we? We we we've got to take it, back him, and uh, see what uh, what he's about. Vic, on on the spectrum of. Um, you know, you've you've been. You, you're, <laughs> I you're, like, you're, Mate, you're on the spectrum. You're looking. You're out, well, aren't we all? Um, your lucky caller ninety seven on Hallam FM. You've won concert tickets, Brilliant. right? You're thinking Amazing. that maybe you're going to get Taylor Swift, and you end up with Susan Boyle. Um, <laughs> where where on where on that spectrum are you with Gary Monk? Because obviously, you know, we've all. We, we have lived through many, many, many more Wednesday managers than I think we ever thought possible when we were kids. Um, in terms of how this one ranks, how how did you feel, or how do you feel about um, Gary Monk being the next name in, you know, to, to sip from the poison chalice that is manager and head coach of Sheffield Wednesday? I think, for me, right, I have to bring it back to the chairman again. And I have been a huge critic of the chairman to his face, you know, in a very positive, like in a constructive way. I will always speak my mind when it comes to this football club. Um, But I think this, like we all go to work every day, right? And there is a point in your day when you think, well, why the fuck did I bother? And he must think that every single day. This guy has lost hundreds of millions of pounds on this football club. He cannot do right or wrong. Right. So if he'd have brought in the Cowleys and they'd have lost the first two games, he'd have been slated for bringing in, you know, lower league managers, just two brothers, like prancing around the football league, thinking they're brilliant. He's brought in Gary Monk, who's, you know, he's done all right. He's not he's not blown the world away. I think if you look him up on Wikipedia, as per Fudge's homework when he sent out the running order tonight, he's <laughs> one of his greatest conquests is that I've got he it beat open Arsenal now. twice in one season. Like that's you know, it it's not groundbreaking. You know, it's for me as a closet Spurs fan, that's a pretty decent record. But other than that, it it ain't you know. Um, but yeah, I think we could have done a lot worse. I think the thing with Bullen was if if Mr. Chancery, I'm trying to, I really am trying to play devil's advocate here. I'm not just sucking up to Mr. Chancery. You know, um, I shouted him when I was drunk the other week actually. And he gave me a thumbs up. But that doesn't mean that we're best friends. He hasn't returned any of my calls. Um, but I think, you know, if he'd have 
if when What's-His-Face left, if he'd have instantly replaced him and not given Lee Bullen a chance, he'd have been slated. If he'd have given Bullen another three games, he'd have been slated. If he'd have brought in the Cowleys, he'd have been slated. You know, everything he could have done, we would, as a fan base, have killed him for. You know, everyone would have turned on him. He's done. He's gone out and he's gone, all right, so... He should not be named. We brought him in as a decent British manager who's done all right, you know, but he's in his 50s, 60s probably now. And he's fucked us over. He's disappeared. He'll, I've still got a bet on him to be the first manager to get sacked. Um, but then if he'd have brought in the Cowleys, we'd have all gone, oh, my God, they've, they've never managed anyone but Lincoln. He's brought in someone who's done all right at it. I don't... You know, I don't think he's going to set the world alight. When you talk about, you know, managers that we've seen, you know, I've lived through Trevor Francis, I've lived through Ron Atkinson, all that sort of stuff. Um, David Pleat. Oh, all <laughs> um, the greats. But then, <laughs> but then, obviously, when he brought in Carlos, none of us thought what would happen, happen would happen. Um, we didn't we didn't expect that, you know. And then he brought in Yoss, and we all thought the same thing as Carlos would happen and it didn't so we've just got to give him a chance I think you know Gary Monk in 10 15 20 years time could very well be a Ron Atkinson a Steve Bruce or whatever we don't know that yet and we could potentially be that club that he does it with so yeah I think it's not you know I didn't jump out my seat when he was announced I kind of knew what it was going to be um but at the same time I just went eh. So, I mean, we had two permanent managers who were cut from the same cloth, which was um, success in lower leagues in Mm -hmm. foreign climates with no experience of of English football at all. Exactly. And then, and and now, what you know, I think what you're saying is we've had um, a guy who has been, you know, 20 years in management bouncing around with some success. And now, basically, have we just got. A Steve Bruce Mark II. Have we got a forty-year-old version of a guy who is going to be in twenty years' time exactly know, where old plasticine face is now? <laughs> I think we're at a very interesting point in football at the moment, and for me, it's the first time in my lifetime that I've been here where you know you're, you're Alex Ferguson, you're Arsene Wenger's, you're Steve Bruce's, you're whoever else's. Are sort of the kind of fading away. They're into the last few clubs of the career. Um, or last club of the career, whatever, they're, they're going to disappear at some point. We're seeing Frank Lampard, we're seeing Steven Gerrard, we're seeing players, well, managers that we have seen as players. Obviously, Gary Monk played for us. Um, we, we're seeing those sort of managers come through, and at some point, those guys are going to be the next Steve Bruce's or whoever else. And I think, you know, he's Chancery's taken a punt here, a big punt on him, but not as much as he could have done with the Cowleys, where he would have been much like much more to the front to be shot down in flames than he would have been going for somebody else, bog standard, you know, manager who's he's been around a bit, he's done his bit, you know, Ian Holloway's been harping after this for years. Um, but I think you we're, we're into that next generation of football managers now. Um, and hopefully Gary Monk will be one of those that, you know, will either be with us or we'll be talking about him in a few years' time. You know, there's, there's plenty of people like that. There's Lee Johnson, so. there's Frank and Lampard, there's Steve Gerrard, there's hopefully Gary Monk. 
I like you say these these things are cyclical. You know, it wasn't that long ago when we were giving the job to a Danny Wilson or a Paul Jewell, and they were meant to be, you know, the kind of just retired ex pros, yeah. the bright young things of of management. And obviously, they were two inspired uh, picks by us. And then you know, we <laughs> we continued to thrive uh, in the way that we had done under their predecessors. So what could possibly go wrong? Um, it's Dave, it's, so this feels, I mean, for me personally, it's a watershed moment because this is the first time that a Sheffield Wednesday manager has been younger than me. Um, and so I'm I'm feeling quite delicate at this point. Um, what you, what do you expect Gary Monk to bring to the job here at Hillsborough? I think we all, we're all familiar with um, his playing style, you know, as he has had at Swansea and, of course, at Leeds and Middlesbrough, very much this kind of one-up-top counter-attacking style. Um, what do you see Gary Monk changing on day one um, as we roll out at the... Is it still the John Smith Stadium? The Gow Farm? The, uh, the McAlpine, whatever they called it? Uh, what you know? What do you expect to change as the torch gets passed from caretaker torchbearer Lee Bullen to um, at least semi-permanent torchbearer Gary Monk? You're just going to have to bear with me one second, Ed. I'm scribbling out the words Danny Wilson and Paul Jewell from the notes. That I've just made <laughs> I've, I scribbled you know them out of every everything that I've ever written, <laughs> seen, heard, everything. Do you know something? With the thing with Monk, um, that kind of occurred to me earlier when I thought, do you know something, this might be something that's quite useful. Um, he is Fudge's favourite thing, and it came through the 1990s. So where he's been, as he's been growing up, as a probably young, interested football fan elsewhere in the entire world rather than Yorkshire, but he will have came through a time when Sheffield Wednesday has been something significant, which is... Yeah. Um, Something that's not been the case for you know, if you look at people like you can't be named, he'll have been way into his footballing career and playing against us. By which point, when folk are actually playing, they're probably not caring so much about awareness of what football is planning match after match. And with the with Carlos and with Yoss, their, their foreign coaches that came in have probably never heard of Sheffield Wednesday until they've got the first paycheck. But with Monk, he's probably seen where we've been, and it's just about getting himself into the mentality where. He wants to try and get to the fan base, realistic expectations, but to try and get to where he's seen as he's been growing up. So with with Monk, I watched uh, a video on YouTube. I think it was some sort of coaching masterclass or something, which when you watch the video, it's a little bit of a contradiction in terms because as Vic says, it's referencing a victory against Arsenal in a 1-0 win. But he was talking about how he sets Swansea up for that. And when he was talking through it, it's very much looking like it's a way that we could play with the personnel that we've got. It was talked as a 4-5-1, 4-3-3 with these quick wingers, which I think for Swansea were like Nathan Dyer and some other boy, Montero maybe. But when you look at the personnel that we've got, it looks like we could play set up the same way. So Monks had a history of being able to play in this manner. He, it would appear, has the personnel already on the books that can play in his preferred management style. And... I think if we can play this 4-5-1 where we've not got the ball, 4-3-3 counter-attacking, which it is what it is. Um, it's not going to be humping it wrong a la Megson style, but it is going to be soaking things up and then attacking with pace. Um, it might The fit might work. It's, it's worked in the past for, uh, for Monk <coughs> at Swansea, and if we've got the people that can fit it, it might just be the right fit for us at the moment. Um, if we can 
get everybody doing what they're supposed to be doing. And even looking further back on the pitch, then you had somebody I think it was like Shelby, probably playing as a creative player that could quite easily ban him. Um, somebody like Key as a sort of box to box player that's a, a Kieran Kieran Lear a Luongo all day long so I'm hoping it hits the ground running he's got an idea of how he wants to play we might have the personnel that can do it um, so yeah I'm, I'm hoping he's just going to bring bring in what he's used to what the players have sort of been getting used to under Bolland and just maybe doing what Bolland was trying to do but obviously not being able to convey in the last few matches and, and that then hopefully be a uh, productive thing where we can keep switching on at the back and if it's nicking a goal or nicking two goals in the game on the counter and picking up a few wins, then that can't be a bad start to, to proceedings for him if he can manage that in the first five, ten games. It could be a real bonus, couldn't it, if uh, we just happen to have the personnel that matches the idea that he has for um, you know, how he wants to set us up and how you know how he's going to coach these players to, to get the most out of them in the short term. Um Ash, if you were sitting there in the Wednesday dressing room or on the training ground right now, which players in the squad do you feel um, should be most worried by the arrival of Gary Monk in terms of what game time they're going to be getting? Um, I think you've, I think you're going to you're going to look at the probably the usual suspects that everyone everyone's going to be. Um, thinking about like you got obviously Mew, um who's not not going to get much game time I believe like I said what Dave's just been saying about the way that Monk likes to play uh, obviously he's gonna he's gonna come in with his with his philosophy and, and how he is um, I, I I do feel a bit uh, not what's what's the word um, it's I can't think of the word now but a bit um, horny. Sorry, she was. All right, sorry, uh, bananas, different one. Yeah, yeah, so don't yeah, that's just me. Yeah, wrong, wrong podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, a bit, a bit, <laughs> a bit, a bit sorry for the obviously the new signings like Burner who's come in. He's had uh, he's had more managers than he's been there in months. He's had three <laughs> managers. He's only been there three months. Like uh, people like that who who signed for someone, so you don't know how. Obviously, he's had a cracking start to the season. That's uh, I think everyone everyone can uh, agree with that. How's that going to affect him? He's had a good start. Um, how's like Kieran Lee's just coming back from a long term? He's played quite a bit of football. Uh, I see him him, him being uh, a good player for Monk. Um, the, and the wide Harris and Murphy, I think they're going to be exactly like Dave said. I agree with him all, all day long about the way he likes to play. So it's I think it's going to be the usual. I, I do think Rhodes may struggle. I know I, I'm a believer of uh, I really want him to do well, but I think he's going to go with Fletcher 99% um, of the time up front uh, as the as the big man, should we call it. Um, so I, I think he's going to obviously have a look at his squad. He's, he's had a good good week now to have a look at how how they want to play, how, how they're going to fit into his system. Um, and there'll be some casualties, no doubt. Yeah, but it's... I just a, just a, just a little thing. I've, I've got to say this because I did read what Fudge uh, put on his little notes, and uh, believe it or not, Gary Monk is the ninth consecutive Sheffield Wednesday manager who wasn't born on a Wednesday. <laughs> Do you know... Wow! <laughs> wow! Listen, I tell you, brilliant. <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. Go on. The the last one. Have a, just a little guess who may have been the last one. 
So it's the ninth consecutive for that. Oh, no, we, uh, we, are you really going to go <laughs> back through nine? I mean, that's probably going only to takes Ryan us. Laws? Probably takes us back to, yeah, it's got to be around now. Yeah, maybe even before that. I think we might be Stoic. looking at Paul Jewell. I think was born on a Wednesday. If I, if I know anything about Paul Jewell. No, it was, in fact, Paul Sturrock. <laughs> oh, there he was. Yes! Vic wins! Vic wins! Yes! And, and he, he got them promoted. There we are. So that's all Chan Series should have done. Look for someone born on a Wednesday. Yeah. And that's all, all you need. <laughs> that's it. Right. Doesn't matter about win percentages, but there you go. No, you know what? We have our own niche in the Sheffield Wednesday podcast universe, don't we? Uh, you know, we don't often delve deep into stats, but uh, consider this a gauntlet thrown down. Owls about stats. we do singing, singing the blues, <laughs> right? If you could come up with something more off the wall than that shit, then we'll you just lay down the microphone. That'll be it. The battle rap will be over. Um, there we go. All we need to do is sign managers who were born on a Wednesday. What if we should try this with players as well? I'm sure there must be some sort of edge that we can get. Get the players that were born on a Wednesday, take them up the cot. We're going to win. We're going to win big. Um, so, yeah. So, Gary Monk is our new leader. Um, so, over. I'm going to quick, quick fire round. Over, under, how many games is it going to take before the cop starts singing Gary Monk's Barmy Army? Dave. Three. Three games, and do you see those as three wins, or are we going to start doing it ironically? <laughs> Two wins and a draw. Two wins and a draw. Uh, Vic, higher or lower than three games for Gary Monk's Barmy <laughs> Army to be coming out of the cop? Oh, I'm still laughing at the ironically. Uh, higher. <laughs> yeah. We've all been burned, haven't we? I think it, it might be, but uh, you know, he. So, Gary Monk um, has all of the positives of he who shall not be named. Um, doesn't seem to have too many of the negatives, but we might talk about that in a minute. Um, but certainly what he does have is that he looks a lot more like Ricky Wilson from the Kaiser Chiefs. So, if we've got a lot of, uh, of fans of you know mid-last decade indie rock or, um, or judges on The Voice, then... Or you The know, Voice. It, yeah, it might, it might come... Uh, lower than that. Ash, uh, did, did you watch The Voice? And if so, will you be singing Gary Monk's Barmy Army after one game? Uh, I'd turn my chair for him, yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I uh, Yeah, probably. Um, and then as uh, I'm going to drop this in now before anyone else, the, the cop will probably get the monk on after a couple of games Yay. and start uh, <laughs> and oh, start you booing. Can tell your booing. friend, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that's stretch, stretching it, friends stretching it a bit. <laughs> somebody you met once. Same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how he drags us all in, scumbag. Um, so let's look at what we can reasonably expect uh, from. I think, you know, we get the new manager bounce, that always happens, etc, etc. So, let's fast forward another six games from today. So, Wednesday have currently played six games um, under uh, perpetual caretaker manager Lee Bullen. Um, we've got nine points. Let's say 
we play another six games under Gary Monk and we have another nine points to add to our tally. Let's just say for the sake of argument, we are still sitting in 11th right now. Um, Ash, does does this mean success or failure in that kind of you know curtain twitching uh, knee jerk reaction way? It's always it's always going to be seen as a failure. I think I think every fan will want uh, the new manager to win the first six games, uh, but he's got to have time. I think we always say that, don't we? With new managers, he's got to put he's got to put his spin on things. Um, if we're still eleventh after the next six games, which are there is some uh, cracking games. We've got Fulham, yeah. Middlesbrough, Hull City. Uh, and Cardiff in 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 them, so they're not they're not the easy games. Not no games are easy. So I think we've just got to be patient. It's going to take time. Like I say, the new manager bounce on Sunday. Ironically, with Huddersfield <laughs> having a new manager as well, it's gonna it's gonna have nil nil all over it, hasn't it? But um, yeah, I mean, uh, his uh, Monk's stats for his first games is uh, his managers won two, lost two. So, you don't know, dear. I think eleventh uh, after next six games, I, I won't be too disheartened. I think, Dave. So, uh, in terms of um, what the expectations are right now, uh, you know, obviously, yes, we do want to see an uptick in results. We want to be in and about that playoff conversation in the short term. Um, Dave Fonchanceri, is he thinking Gary Monk? I'm hiring him to do a singular job, which is exploit probably maybe the last season of this window that we've got with the, the squad, with the senior players that we have to bring to bear right now? Or is this uh, an appointment that is for more than just a season? Is this about building sustainably to continue to challenge at the top end of the division? I think what's more important is the last manager that we appointed at his first game on a Sunday, if anybody knows the uh, input of the, who that might be. Oh, oh for Christ's sake, Ron Atkinson. <laughs> Bloody hell, we're rolling them out tonight, guys. No, I, that, no um, I haven't got that. I think it's too Bring back Lord it's, Hillsborough. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got to be both. It's, it's, long term, it is... It's the rebuilding. It's, it's, it's brought somebody in that's potentially going to be there for the long term because that's that we, we're reading off the last of that, Car, that Carlos team, um, age-wise and the, the financial issues that's caused us. I don't think there's going to be over expectation on getting results with that team as long as he can bring players in of the right age. I think a little bit like what was. What, what the plan was, bringing in players a little bit earlier who we can bring in for the right fee and then they can move on and we can get, we can get profit from them or even if, if they're successful or if they're just a moderate success we're not going to lose out on. So I think Monk coming in is it, it's not going to be over expectation from Chancery's part. The fans, I think Ash is right, there's always going to be expectation but relative to the games that Bones had, if he can have a similar sort of win percentage points attained through the same through the next six games that Fulham's had the last six games, that's got to be seen as probably a good thing and 
probably more than anything else, it's how we've got us playing. If it looks like we're moving forward, if it looks like we're playing in the right way that we want to be playing, uh, and we aren't, you know, nicking games that, to be honest, we've been played off the park, we've managed to somehow fluke a win. As long as we're we're getting draws, you know, we're coming, we're fighting back from behind, and we're getting a draw. We're taking games that are draws, and we're going and looking for wins and achieving wins. Um, hopefully, that that will settle the fan base. We'll do what we can with the team that we've got. I don't think um, there's a realistic chance of us probably being right up there, but who knows? Um, but for the long term, that's that's what Chan Series done. That's what I think the fans have got to look at, and that's hopefully what we have got. But we've said this before, haven't we? I, look, I, I hope you're right. I mean, the guy has had five jobs in as many years. I mean, in terms of the severance pay that he's collecting, he's probably on similar wages to Alexis Sanchez at this point. Um, but yeah, I think I think most Wednesday fans kind of, you know, a few days removed now, we're close to a week removed from the announcement. I think everyone is kind of looking on the, the positive side and it's really important that he gets off to, um, to a positive start. Um, I think there's as much as we can say about Gary Monk until we've actually seen how he rolls in on that touchline um, at the, the, whatever they're called, John Smith Stadium on uh, on Sunday. Um, and he's going to be doing that in his technical area opposite um, the man who would have been king because the Cowleys have gone to Huddersfield. Um, uh, yeah. Vic, do you, do you feel like there's an added spice to that fixture now, given that, that um, Danny Cowley and his entire extended family have taken the Huddersfield job. Uh, <laughs> is, is it something yeah. that we need to worry his about? Like daughter's oh, the physio. Oh, it, oh don't worry yeah. about it. Everyone's, you know, no, bloody hell. You know, his dad's the kit man. His mum's running the club shop. Um, you know, head, head of marketing is his, uh, his best mate from be. school. That's how it used to be in my day. <laughs> yeah. No, I, to be honest, I think this is going to, I, could, I hope I'm going to eat my words about this. I think this could be one of the most boring games that Sky Sports features this season. Uh, yeah, I well, think it could be an absolute nothing game. So I don't, I, I don't know. I, it's like we said earlier, you know, like you get your new manager bounce, but we've both got that. We've got Gary Monk, who's done all right. You know, he's he beat Arsenal twice in one season. They've got the Cowleys who, you know, did all right. They took Lincoln up from League Two. There's there's nothing groundbreaking about either, really. Um, I think it, it will literally come down. And this is because I'm such a woman comment and so stupid, but bear with me. Because we've been we've been harping on about managers all night. It's literally gonna come down to that starting eleven. There's nothing a manager can do in that situation to make this any more interesting. You know, they're both so new into the job. They both only probably had four or five days of training. Uh, it's been the international breaks. Obviously, Gary Monk's not had time to watch Atenihu at his finest. Um, it's just, I think it's going to be a bit of a nothing game. And just whatever happens, happens, to be fair. Well, look, it's, it has been 40 minutes since um, I was last slated for hashtag me too. Um, Look, the Huddersfield have got sloppy seconds with the Cowleys, haven't they? They clearly weren't bothered about going to Huddersfield. Um, so now they're there. I, you know, I hope. I just hope they're all very happy together. That's all I'm going to say. Um, look, before before we move on, um, Vic, if you were Danny Cowley and his brother and his dad 
and his mother-in-law and his sister-in-law and his uh, <laughs> his two little cousins um, and everyone else mm-hmm. in the family and you happen to be in Sheffield on a match day, where would you go for a pre-match entertainment? Um, it depends who signed the sponsorship agreement for the season, to be honest. Because... For, the, for the sake of my <laughs> argument, but... let's say our sponsorship has carried on from last season. <laughs> Chris has paid his invoice. I would go to the Riverside Cafe and catch Bar Lane. But if not, do you know what? I would go to the Wednesday tap because one of them at some point is going to pay for this hosting. So we'll see. Over to you, Chris, at the Riverside Cafe. Boom. So in, it, we're talking about, obviously, the, the Wednesday tap um, within the confines of the ground. It's under the South Stand. If you haven't gone, then definitely go because it's got great beer. Um if we're talking about roles in the club, um, there's one man who the, the, the events of the last seven days, it, it, you know, he's kind of been pushed out again, hasn't he? And that is a perennial club servant, Lee Bullen. Um, Ash, so let's assume that the club have not offered him some shifts uh, at the Wednesday tap, you know, just to keep the wall from the door. What happens next for Lee Bullen now? Because obviously Gary Monk has not brought... Uh, uh, um, he's not of the Cowleys. He doesn't bring his entire family along with him. Uh, so he, it's, it's just him at the moment. So what do we feel is going to be the, the fate for Lee Bullen now? Um, he's been relieved of the, the, the caretaker manager's position. Is he still going to... Is he going to slip back seamlessly into his previous role as a first team coach or do you feel like something different is going to happen this time for Bully? Yeah, I think he's, uh, he's packed up his little cardboard box and moved next door from one office to another. Uh, it's probably a familiar route he's took um, every every now and again. Yeah, he's, he's, he's obviously he's going to have a role at the club. He's, he's not... I don't, I don't feel he's disgraced himself in any way. Um which I think it could have done if if it had if it had the the job for another six games and it went sour. Um, I think uh, obviously Monk's gone in there and he's going to need a bit of a chaperone around the club for the next few weeks, no doubt. And no, no one better than than Bullen to do that. Um, he'll, he'll slip, no doubt. The type of guy he is he'll slip straight back into what he knows best and what it, what he's happy doing. Um, I just worry that now, obviously, he hasn't been given the job and he's had a taste of the job and he might feel that he can do a managerial thing. Will he want to move on? Will he think now he's... Monk might bring in... Um, what's his... Uh, Bite, is it? Is, who's been his assistant before. Um, uh, is, that, is that James... Uh, James Beatty, legendary James striker Be- off of Sheffield United? The one and only, yes. Uh, the prolific... England striker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think yeah, yeah, I think I think Bullen will will obviously slip back and and do his utmost for the club that he loves. And honestly, I, think. I I think if you offered Lee Bullen a um, a steady pay packet, he would he would serve uh, food on the North Stand concourses at half time. He would uh, clip the, the the pitch with scissors. He'd sweep the cop. He'd do whatever it took to continue to, to be part of this club. And um, he may not cry about it like Jose Semedo does, but he certainly is, uh, you know, part of the fabric now. And so I'm really, really glad that Gary Monk coming in 
doesn't spell the end for uh, Bully in terms of being part of the you know the, the senior coaching side of the club. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how the chess pieces have moved around uh, over the last week and the new brave new world that we find ourselves in. Um, in the meantime, we've had some international action. So it's been uh, been international break week. I used to really enjoy it when we were in League One and uh, international breaks used to come and you'd only get a day off if or a week off if you had um, you know nineteen Dion Burtons playing uh, you know for Jamaica that week. Other than that, just life carried on as normal. But imagine the chat- that as a team. He had nineteen <laughs> Dion Burtons. Gary Munn could do brilliant with them. Every all of them playing on the break be brilliant. Um, so yeah, so uh, in the championship we don't get that luxury. So we bid farewell to quite a few of our international players, um, and off they went to 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 train with their international teams. Um, I think we're all keeping our eyes out for you know probably three players uh, mainly. We had um, Luongo, who of course was in the Australia squad. Um, I, I can't remember they were playing Kuwait or someone. Uh, but he didn't get on, so that was zero minutes of international action um, for him. David Bates for Scotland uh, was picked. Uh, Barry Bannon and Stephen Fletcher both pulled out. Um, so Bates was our only representative in Scotland, and he didn't play in Scotland's embarrassing loss. Um, and the big match of the week was, of course, England against Kosovo. Uh, Ati Nuyu being uh, probably the star of the entire TV show. Did, did any of you watch Ati's um, kind of do- mini documentary series that he did talking about, you know, what it was to be a Kosovan, what it was to be a Kosovan footballer and, you know, kind of how how that uh, impacted on him as a as a young player and how he finds himself now. Did anyone see that? No. Brilliant. Moving on. Nope. Honestly, <laughs> go, <laughs> go on. Go on. The, no, the club have been brilliant because the club have got the entire video and they've put it on their official Twitter. I'm sure it's also on the other socials and stuff like that. It's literally like a little five minute montage thing, and um, it's it, you know Atty is talking about everything that that team have been through, that Kosovans have been through since um, you know 1999, and uh, it really is quite inspiring and uh, it. It kind of brings home how important it is to those guys to be able to actually represent their country because so many of them. You think about, um, you know, Granite Xhaka and Shakiri. They're Kosovans and they play for for Switzerland. Uh, and and some of these lads like Atty have kind of either not been good enough or they have hung around and waited for the chance to represent uh, their country. And it, it, you know, it's happened. And as we saw, they gave England a real run for their money. And it was, uh, it was a fantastic game of football, but definitely watch that, get on the, on the club's website and, uh, and check it out. Sorry, Dave, what were you saying? So, so, sorry, uh, I was going to say, so the, uh, yeah, they gave him a big build up before the game uh, with that five minute clip. (laughs) And, um, how did he do? Well, I think in, uh, just like Luongo and just like David Bates, turned out Atty didn't even get on. I'm a little bit pissed off by it because a year ago uh, oh. I got I got Atty New Year's Kosovo shirt for my birthday, uh, and I was really excited to wear it all the time because I thought that you know he's going to be a mainstay. He scored their first goal at home. Uh, you know this is this is big things, and uh, you know it's and it's not really happened for him. Some other guy who looks a bit like him has taken over. Um, but it wasn't 
it wasn't a completely wasted international weekend. Um, so I've been checking out some of the more obscure games that were going on. Um, we talk we talk about Liam Palmer a lot. Uh, long-time listeners will remember that he also has a twin brother, Ramon. Uh, Ramon made his debut for Kiribati at the week. Uh, at the weekend, he scored three <laughs> own goals and was then send, was sent off for punching a mascot. Um, so not the best debut for Ramon. So, slightly better than Woodgate then. So still, yeah, still better than <laughs> still better than Jonathan Woodgate in terms of performance. Um, and then, of course, and, and everyone's talked about this endlessly, so I don't even need to talk about it anymore. Morgan Fox got his hundredth cap for Burkina Faso. So uh, well done, Morgan. Um, and he plays up top for them, plays up front for Burkina Faso. So, Gary Monk, I know you're probably listening to this. Um, you know what to do. Um, so that was the... In the in, yeah, exactly. Absolutely flaming goal. Uh, international roundup. So that was, on our running order, that was Fudge's international roundup. Since Fudge is not here, I've literally had to pull it out of my ass. So that's why Ramon Palmer is playing for Kiribati and Morgan Fox is playing for Burkina Faso. So that was the international roundup, um, but real football is back this weekend because the Mighty Wednesday are heading up to play a recently relegated Premier League powerhouse, uh, that being Huddersfield. It's a Yorkshire derby against this unstoppable juggernaut of a team. Um, oh, hang on, I've just checked my notes. Uh, uh, Dave, Huddersfield appear to only have one point. Uh yeah. What are we going to expect here now? I I kind of got myself thinking that we can go. I know it's going to be both teams, you know, new manager bounce and all that. And I think Vic's persuaded me, unfortunately, this is going to be a turgid nil-nil draw now, unfortunately. She's, she's got me into it. Um, Huddersfield have just been, you know, they survived that first season in the Premier League and they defied all expectations. Sorry, defied all expectations, having absolutely exceeded expectations in the year they got promoted. Um, and then it's it's just been dreadful since. Wagner's left and the guy whose name was a bit like Seaweed, but I can't remember what exactly it was. Seaweed? Seaweed, there we go. Um, see, uh, Shamu, um, the, the team. And they're, they're so bad at the minute, but we can be so bad as well that I've, I've now got the fear. I've got a dreadful fear. That it's going to be two teams that are going to be trying too hard to show off the new managers that we're going to get a crap nil-nil draw. And, but hopefully by saying that, that gets a 5-3 Wednesday win. <laughs> so, mid midday kickoff, Sunday, live on Sky, Ash. You know, Dave seems quite down about the whole thing, to be honest. And um, I, can, I kind of understand why. But have, have you got a positive aspect for this game? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be on the train at half nine with the beers, so uh, I'm I'm good with that. Um, that'll give you a positive probably, aspect, absolutely. That will, of course. Yeah, that'll be my uh, positive outlook. Yeah, I have to. Uh, God, we sound bloody right down as here, but I have to agree as well. Um, it's it's one of those where you you don't obviously we, we all want to win, don't we? We all obviously we want it, but it's just it's just got nil nil written all over it. I think. I think um, Huddersfield will probably have more to lose with their situation. Like I said, they've only got one point uh, and they're going to be feeling the pressure. Um, but yeah, nil-nil. Two new managers. Don't want to lose probably the first game as well, which is not going to help. And 
Yeah, it'll be a, a lovely day in the sun. That's all. That's it. That all, <laughs> that all sounds bloody rubbish because uh, yeah, I'm not going. So I'm, I want to settle down in front of the telly and, and watch endless replays of endless goals, you know, hopefully at the after, right end. After but... church, obviously. Obviously, after church, um, yeah. yes, I will be. I'll be going to uh, to to my madrasa early on. I, I I might convert to Islam for a bit. Just see what it's like. Um, yeah, I I don't know about it. I think Huddersfield have been that bad, and they they, they don't play. Uh, you know, ten man behind the ball football. They play quite expansive. I. I honestly believe that, that it's going to be an absolutely batshit mental game. And I don't think it might be... I don't think it'll be an advert for, for great football or even great coaching, but I think it might be a great advert for how crazy the championship can be. Um, I, you know, let's let's assume that Wednesday are going to set up in a Gary Monk style. Um, I don't think that lends itself to too many changes, does it, Dave? Because I think we'll probably set, set up with Fletch up top on his own away from home, and two wingers, whether that be Kadeem Harris and Adam Reach, or whether that be Murphy and Harris, or, you know, you know, per many three from five. Uh, how, how do you see Wednesday approaching this game and, and, and Gary Monk trying to get a result out of it, even if it does end up in a nil-nil draw? I think you're right. Uh, it's going to be more of the same. I think it lends itself to what, what we said earlier about Monk and his preferred setup. I, I see it being Harris or Murphy with Reach. Uh, a Fletcher up top. I think the midfield three um, carrying over from from Bolin and, and before then. Now we've got Lee back there and Bannon and then Hutchison or Luongo. That that setup seems to be a sure a sure thing. Um, fullbacks is going to be the only real question mark. I think really the centre halves take themselves as with Westwood. So personnel wise, very much similar to to what we've seen already. Um, Outlook wise, I it's going to be. I think it'll be it'll be defensive. It'll be cautious, um, and it'll be looking to hit on a break. Um, hopefully, um, using exploiting pace and taking opportunities. Uh, but it's 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 going to be more of what we've seen. I think it's important for Wednesday. From what I didn't I didn't go, but from from what I hear, it's away at Preston. As long as it's absolutely nothing like that game panned out, um, that'd be great if we can kind of have a better away performance than that. Um, so. A slight tweak on what we were doing, just same same setup, similar uh, personnel, uh, and hopefully we've just got a, a little bit more a little bit more going forward when we've got the ball and, and not making these these clumsy mistakes. Tight at the back and hit on the break, and fingers crossed. Yeah, if it, if it ain't gonna go kind of like four one four two in either direction, then I think it might be a uh, you know quite a cagey game with uh, you know the odd goal winning it, whether it's it's one nil or two one. Um, you know, Ash, do you do you see anything different from that? Do you see, you know, I mean, the Huddersfield are a very very different side to the even the, you know the side that got promoted certainly, but even the side that came down as well. Are there any of their players that we should really be concerned about, or it, do we feel like this is just a you know knockdown drag out um, last man standing kind of match going on? Yeah, I think uh, I don't think we should worry about any of, uh, of no particular their players. I think it's just going to be a a, a thing of uh, Monk picking his Wednesday eleven, and uh, which will be the same as the last few matches. Uh, I think exactly. I think his his preferred. Oh, I saw some thing of four 
4-2-3-1 is preferred formation, which is basically what Wednesday have, have been playing. Yeah. Give or take a little bit. I mean, so I think, yeah, he's, he's, he's got the players like we've, we've alluded to before. He's got the players that he likes to play his, uh, his way. So I think he's. I think I think Monk will just worry about his players. He doesn't know them. He's not worked with them for that long, over a week now. Uh, his first match. I don't think he'll be worried about Huddersfield. We're targeting their players or or anything like that. It's just going to be do your job that I tell you to do, and uh, basically go and impress me. Um, and I've I've just got one thing, Eddie, as well. Uh, on go on. The the day Gary Monk was born, I will survive by Gloria Gaynor was number one. <laughs> Absolute scenes. Well, that's well that's hey, you it. know what? Let's 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 save let's save that for when we're uh, going into the final day of the season, needing a win to stay up, shall we? And that will be sung <laughs> on the cop. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I, 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 do you know what the what the number one was on the day that you were born? I've, I've got no idea. I've got a feeling that maybe uh, mine was Elton John and Kiki D. Don't go breaking my heart, but I couldn't. I couldn't bet on it. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> so that pretty much wraps up everything that is good in the world of Wednesday for this week, and obviously uh, come Sunday afternoon, uh, we'll all get an, an early night on Sunday, which is nice because it's an early kickoff. Uh, next week we will unpack everything to do with the Huddersfield game and we'll look forward to how Gary Monk spreads his wings in his new role as the Supremo at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, it's pretty much it for tonight. Um, it's a couple of little bits of news. So uh, firstly, uh, the Sky Team of the Month. So the first month of the season is in the books and Sky have... Uh, release their championship team in a month and it really no surprise I think to any Wednesday fan that Stephen Fletcher is named in that starting 11 um, you know the, the goals are one thing but also his overall play has been absolutely phenomenal and uh, you know I can't imagine any any fan that has watched the championship for the first month uh, begrudging the idea of Stephen Fletcher being in there in the sky team in a month so that's Good news for him, and let's hope that form continues on because he's going to be an absolutely key man, certainly like we've talked about in the way that Gary Monk sets his team up. Um, and also some really sad news. So um, Dave Holden, uh, I think Dave Holden 1979 on Twitter was his handle, I'm sure. Plenty of the people listening will have uh, interacted with him, will have followed him, will have read the stuff that he's been um, been posting over the last few years. Uh Dave has been uh, battling stomach cancer um, for much of, of recent times and he's uh, he's kept his end up. He's done an awful lot of uh, fundraising and he's enjoyed a lot of the, uh, the, the final months of his life, but they have been final. And this week we got news that, um, that Dave sadly passed away um, and he's, uh, he's left his family um, behind with him. Our thoughts are with them at this time. Uh, I'm sure there's, Plenty of Wednesday fans listen to this who have have laughed at the things that Dave have put that have agreed with the uh, the views on Wednesday that he's had and um, that have been really really touched by a lot of the things that he has posted on Twitter. Um, you know his his kids being mascots and stuff like that. 
Um, it's you know it's, it, he's made some great memories and he's he's left behind a real legacy there. So uh, tip one out for Dave and uh, we all at the Wednesday week send our condolences and our love to uh, to his family because he's certainly part of the Sheffield Wednesday family. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, I think. I'm slated to uh, to be in charge and running the desk again. Um, hopefully we can avoid that, but let's just see what happens. Um, in the meantime, if you need to get hold of anyone that is on this podcast, Victoria sadly um, had a better offer. She was um, asked to, uh, to join a podcast talking about uh, noise-cancelling headphones and so had to leave on about 43 minutes. That's why you've not heard anything from her. She is available at Victoria1867 on Twitter. Um, Dave, Montague Dangerous, as you are known, because it's always important to have a pseudonym. Um, How do we find you and get involved with all of your meanderings on the social medias? Yes, if uh, you want to come and annoy me or be annoyed by me, you will find me at Montague Dangerous. And... Ash, um, I don't know whether you've ever downloaded the internet before, um, but I did. I beat the final boss. He was really, really hard. Uh, That's why I now own the internet. If anyone wants to contact you, um, number one, uh, will you let them? Number two, if so, uh, can we have your handle, please? Yeah, of course. Anyone can uh, come and see basically what I don't ramble on about. Uh, And it's at... Gary Monk stats on Twitter. Not really. No, no, it's not. It's uh, at Rogers Ash on Twitter. So, yeah, come and say hello or goodbye or just shut up, you twat. Fantastic. I'm hoping, you know, and I've alluded to the fact that Gary Monk is the first Wednesday manager who is younger than me. Um, I have had my finger on the nub of youth for quite some time now when it comes to the internet. Um, I've got a feeling that Twitter is kind of it's you know it's like it's an old man's game right now. I'm looking to go to the next thing. So I'm thinking that maybe next week when we all get together, let's all give our TikTok usernames and uh, let's see let's see what videos we can be doing uh, on TikTok. Probably lip syncing to some absolutely terrible Korean K-pop. Um, in the meantime, while we embark on this voyage of discovery, uh, carry on checking us out on Twitter. We'll be uh, sending all of the the latest Wednesday news out. We'll be indulging in discussions and getting involved in everything that is involved with being part of the greatest team the world has ever seen. So until next week, I've been Eddie. Thank you to all of our guests and contributors and enjoy your time. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWCast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.